can you talk to me about what a capstone program really is? Sure. So capstone design programs are an educational experience, usually at the very end of a student's time, usually an undergraduate, um, sometimes graduate. And it's an opportunity for students to pull together what they've learned already in other classes and learn new material and dive deeper into a big problem. Capstone courses are very common in engineering programs. Our accreditation requirements are that students have a major design experience and most engineering programs across the country uh, require some sort of capstone experience for their students. But they are also becoming more common in other departments as well. And even some programs at Smith have other capstone uh, experiences. It's unusual at Smith to have something that's two semesters long, so that's what we really enjoy, that having the students have two semesters to get to dive deep into the work that they're doing. When students come into the engineering program, Engineering 100, which we think of as our intro course, Introduction Engineering for Everyone. And I like to think of the capstone course as their outro class. So they come in with Engineering 100, they go out with the capstone, it gets them ready for whatever they're doing afterwards, whether that's working in industry, going to graduate school, uh, going to law school, working in government, whatever their career is, it, it gives them a, a chance to apply their skills to an actual problem. Uh, and the way that we run our capstone design program here in engineering at Smith is that students work in teams on projects sponsored by industry and government. So they're working like engineers on applied projects for real clients. And that increases the level of accountability and responsibility and gives them some additional motivation for their work. I think they're already motivated by, by the topics and by the, the learning opportunity, but to have the additional um, collaboration opportunities with sponsors is really rewarding for the students. And so I, I like to think of the capstone as helping the students get ready for whatever it is that they are going to do next. A chance to pull together what they've worked on so far, show their skills, learn more, learn more material, and deliver something for a client. So there is a capstone community nationwide that started, I'd say, around uh, 2005, 2007, thereabouts. Um, I came to Smith in 2003 and started our capstone program here and had my own experiences doing capstone both as an undergraduate and my first year in graduate school. I did a similar sort of capstone project. And I came with those experiences, and then I, when I first started here at Smith, I visited Harvey Mudd College, which is sort of the grandfather of, of capstone programs. They've been doing this since about the 60s. And so I went and visited and learned about their program. So I had three points of reference, and I went to the literature to find out what else was happening in capstone design. And I came across a survey that had been done in 1995 by some colleagues at Brigham Young University. And I wrote to them and I said, this is wonderful. These survey results are great. It's really exciting to see what other capstone programs are doing across the country. Do you have any more updated data? And they said, uh, no, we don't have anything more recent, but you could get more recent data. We'll give you our survey questions and you can launch that survey. I thought, okay. So I did and I sort of fell into the, the role of becoming the, the capstone design course surveyor. Uh, and so I did a, a big follow-up survey in 2005. And some of the folks who were involved with the BYU survey and some other people got together and thought, wouldn't it be good to bring the capstone design community together for a conference? So the first capstone design conference uh, was held formally in 2007, and I gave the keynote talk at that based on the 2005 survey data that I had collected. So we're, we had about 100, 150 people who came together, uh, largely faculty, some administrators, a few students, some industry sponsors, to talk about our capstone experiences. Because capstone design classes are different from 
typical classes at, at in anywhere. Um, and there are a lot of both pedagogical and logistical issues around putting them together. And it was a great opportunity for people to share. So the 2007 conference was a, was a great success, and we decided to uh, continue that effort. And so there was another one in 2010, and now we've launched into an every other year on the even year, we have a, a capstone design conference. So in addition to building this capstone design community around these biannual conferences, uh, I've been involved with an initiative called Capstone Design Hub, or CD Hub. Uh, many of the people who were at the conferences really enjoyed the collaboration and the, uh, the interaction that, that, that happened, but didn't want to wait two years to have this opportunity again. And there were, there were quite a number of conversations, especially in 2010, uh, could we do something where we could create a virtual community and we could have a repository for resources and documents and things that, that are not of the typical publishable variety like syllabi or sponsored research agreements or things like this that we could share with each other and, and put up examples. Uh, and so a small group of us uh, started a what we call the Capstone Design Hub or CD Hub 1, 1.0. We had a small grant from the Engineering Information Foundation to start that. And we just did a pilot just to show that proof of concept, whether this would work. Got tremendous feedback about it from, at the 2012 conference when we reported the results. Uh, and then I got additional grant funding uh, from the National Science Foundation to launch CD Hub 2.0, which is what we have right now. Uh, and so we are building out that resource and that repository. And it's been very exciting to talk with researchers who are doing work in engineering education, particularly with a design focus, a capstone design focus, who want to disseminate their results via CD Hub. Uh, and it's and it's exciting that there are community members who are logging in, creating accounts on CD Hub so that they can share information and network with each other. And we're excited to add forum functionality so that people will be able to communicate more regularly so that we can have an, an ongoing community outside of and continuing through the biannual conferences. Is the Smith capstone emphasis in any way unique from other capstone programs across the country? So there are some aspects of Smith's engineering capstone course that are fairly similar to what other programs do. We run a two semester long course, we have projects with industry and government, we have students work in teams. I think one of the things that, that we do that's a bit unusual, partly by nature of our uh, general engineering science program, our Bachelor of Science in Engineering Science, um, we don't have specific disciplines. And so we don't have students all working on all mechanical engineering projects or all chemical engineering projects. And so the course as a whole represents the breadth of engineering disciplines, but any given project doesn't. And so what's, what I really enjoy about it is that I have a team of students who's working on a mechanical and biomedical project, another team of students working on an environmental civil project, another team working on an electrical project, and, and they are all learning and sharing with each other. Um, the other thing that I do differently than, than many other places is that I have all the students together in the teams in one lab space. So each team has its own cubicle in the design clinic lab where they're working, but there's a lot of cross-project discussion that happens over the cubicle walls because ultimately every team is going through the same general process, even though the method in which that's implemented differs from project to project. So they share a lot with each other. And I started to realize the value of all of that sharing, and I decided to formalize it in the class. I uh, implemented a formal design review process for the teams. And so every team goes through a number of design reviews over the course of the year, and 
I wanted to make sure they had people who would serve as reviewers. And so I decided to implement what I call a shadow system. So each student is assigned to her primary project team and then assigned also to a shadow team. So they shadow another project. And that means that they, they experience what another project is going through over the course of the whole project. And they serve as reviewers every couple of months when the team does a design review. And so not only are they now sharing the space in this, these cubicles and working on their own project, but they're aware of another team's project that is happening in the space at the same time. And I don't know of any other program that does that uh, in, engineering, in engineering capstone courses across the country. I think we are able to do it partly because of our small size, partly because of the community nature that we have here at Smith, and because of the fact that we have this multidisciplinary, interdisciplinary engineering program where students are working on a pretty broad range of projects. Let's talk about the National Science Foundation grant um, that you've received for a project titled Collaborative Research from School to Work, Understanding the Transition from Education Capstone Design to Industry. And so where is that project taking you? Through my involvement in the capstone design community and meeting a number of other capstone educators, uh, some of whom are doing research in engineering education, specifically around capstone design practices, I've started to build a number of friendships and, and research partnerships with people all over the country who are invested in capstone design courses. And I have been very interested because of the survey work that I have done. In fact, I recently completed the 2015 survey, so now we're on a decennial survey uh, process with capstone design courses. And in those surveys, I'm capturing a lot of what is happening in the courses, which is exciting and interesting to, to know what are the current practices. But we don't really know what are best practices, and that is really a goal. And ultimately, if the capstone design courses are intended to help prepare students for whatever they're going to do afterwards, we'd like to find out how well it is serving in that role and whether, whether once students graduate, the things that they're learning in their capstone design courses, they're able to transfer and apply to where, where they go next. So I was talking with a number of, of my faculty colleagues elsewhere uh, at the recent capstone design conference, and we talked about it would be really interesting to do a research study where we surveyed and, and interviewed students in the middle and toward the end of their capstone design experience and then followed them into their jobs after graduation, and in particularly for the first three months or so. Because after three months, they start to learn more and more things on the job, and so it's hard to tease out what's coming from their capstone design experience versus what's coming from their job experience. But for those first three months, as they are entering a new situation, ideally the capstone design courses will have helped prepare them for that transition. So this, the research grant that I've just recently received um, is with collaborators from Virginia Tech um, and New Mexico Tech and University of Colorado Boulder. And there are four of us, all women PIs, which is kind of fun. Uh, and the four of us will be working together to collect data from students at our four institutions. And we will follow them after graduation through the first three months of their jobs. And we will probably be doing weekly um, quick survey responses from them, as well as um, interviews. And then we'll follow up with additional uh, surveys and focus groups probably six months and nine months out. So we have a sense. And the idea with this is to learn what does really transfer from capstone design. What are we doing well? What's missing? And what can we do better to improve capstone design courses to better prepare our students to go out to work afterwards? That's a fabulous endeavor. Yeah, it's exciting. When, when do you expect to compile all your data and publish some results? Well, we just got the grant in this summer. 
So we are we are launching it now. Uh, we are going to we have a pilot group of students from New Mexico Tech who's graduating who are graduating in December. So we have a very small handful. So we're going to pilot this process with them because they will be transitioning into jobs this winter. But we are interviewing the the, the first act, full cohort right now. That that process will happen through the spring, and then we'll follow them into their careers uh, this coming summer. So not till next year will we have enough data to really start processing anything, and, and the grant runs for three years. So it'll still be a little while. But the nice thing about having a broad capstone design community that we've started to pull together is that there's a ready group who's interested in these results and interested to know what they can do in their capstone design courses to better prepare their students. And we have, we have a diversity of institutions as well represented in this grant uh, with a, a historically underrepresented institution, so technical institution, a large state research university, a liberal arts college, a women's institution. So we're really getting quite a breadth of kinds of students and kinds of projects that they've worked on. You've been the design clinic director for Smith for how long and what are the design clinic teams working on this year? Okay, so I started at Smith in 2003. I was hired with the first group of seniors to launch the capstone design course, the, what we call design clinic. And the reason we call it design clinic is it's modeled after Harvey Mudd um, to provide students a clinical experience. So much the same that doctors and medical students in training to become doctors have a cl clinical experience. Law students in training have a go through a law clinic so they get legal experience. We want our engineering students to have a clinical experience as well and work on real projects. So I started this, this course. Um, it's more than a course. I think of it as an experience. We started this experience in 2003. And so it's now, this is year 14 for me. And we are up to 94 projects that we run with about 50 sponsors at this point, different sponsors. So we have some repeat sponsors. Uh, and we've had about 300 students go through the program so far, mostly teams of three and four, occasionally two, occasionally as, as big as six, uh, and working on just a really wide range of projects from local government to uh, research and defense industry, um, to large companies, to small companies, to consulting firms, to product developers, really broad range. We've had a few entrepreneurial projects in there as well that more students have proposed ideas. So this year I have seven teams with a pretty broad range of companies. Um, I think what's particularly interesting for me this year is that three of the companies have alumni from our Smith Engineering program as liaisons working with the team. And that's particularly fun because the students when they were students, they, they, they knew what the experience they went through, and now they're out working in the world, and they are excited to connect with current students, and they have a sense of how the capstone design course helped them, and they can give, also give feedback into how to make the capstone design course better. And so it's really fun having the connection with the alums, and I think the current students really enjoy working with alums as well. And so we have three projects with alumni organizations. We have uh, a local project with the city of Northampton, this is a fun project. Uh, I've been doing, the past couple years, I've done um, some collaborative projects trying to branch out beyond just engineering. And I've gotten some internal funding from the Design Thinking Initiative uh, to include students outside of engineering in, in, this, in this experience. So we had a team of students from engineering, computer science, and anthropology working together with Bay State uh, Health System, Health Center, uh, with one of their pediatric clinics. And they have a pediatric screening form that was in paper form, and they wanted to have a digital version of that form. And so the students worked to create a digital version uh, and be able to follow the, the process of the form so that 
clinicians would get the data that they needed to help inform their patient visits. And so it was, it was, it was, a, very, it was a great engineering design project. It had an excellent computer science component. It was wonderful to have the anthropology student and perspective. And there were faculty from engineering, computer science, and, and anthropology working together. So that was such a successful collaboration that this year I have another one uh, with Reed Bertone Johnson in Landscape Studies. And uh, the two engineering students are working on a team uh, collaboratively with seven Landscape Studies students in the, who are part of the Broad Steel Studio. Then uh, they are collaborating with the Northampton Office of Planning and Sustainability on the design for parklets in downtown Northampton. So this, the Landscape Studies Studio class is just a fall class. So those students have been involved for the fall. Two of them are continuing on in the spring. So it'll be two engineering students and two Landscape Studies students to continue this project. And the results that they, they generate and the, their recommendations and their design ideas will all go to the city, who may well be able to implement some of them in the future, given enough funding. One of the things I love most is that the projects span a very wide, a broad range of disciplines, of types of projects. So currently, I've, so I have three projects that are ostensibly biomedical companies, uh, and but yet the projects are very, very different. One is a project, it's a device add-on to an existing product to mix blood samples so that the blood gas analyzer can work with a fully mixed sample. So that's a project with a company called Instrumentation Laboratory, and they make blood gas analyzers, among other diagnostic equipment. Then we have another project with Medtronic, which is another large medical uh, device company. But this project is to design a testing system so the, the, for some of their surgical devices. So the, the research and development team uh, regularly tests devices as in, in the process of uh, designing and developing them. And they have a test system, but it's not working particularly as well as they would like it to work. And so this, the team is coming in to not work on the device, but to work on the testing system so that the they can provide better information to the R&D engineers uh, who are working on the devices. And the third company is a software-based biomedical engineering uh, company. And in this case, the team is working with the company to help uh, develop a new analytics platform for them so they can better mine and, and collect and store the data that they, they gather about their, their software project. So it's three different projects, all within the biomedical realm, and yet the projects are completely different. And I think what's really exciting about teaching a class like this is that you can have such a broad range and such a um, wide set of exciting and different and, and uh, rewarding projects to work on for students. And the other piece that I really love, probably the thing I love the most about being in this class uh, and being with, working with these students is that I have two semesters with them and I get to know them really well. I mean, it's not like your typical class. And I, you know, there's some lecture components and they're, they're doing assignments and we don't have tests, we don't have exams. Um, I do individual oral interviews with the students. But the, the piece that I love the most is I meet with every team every week for an hour. And in that time, we have a you know, solid working meeting. We're working through wherever they are. They're giving status updates. Uh, and I feel like I'm able to help, I hope, help guide them um, and, and give them feedback on where they are and think about where their next steps are and help them navigate this process of working on a very chaotic, open-ended problem where there's a client at stake. And they have to deliver something that a client ultimately will be happy with. And it's such a, it's so, it's invigorating. It's absolutely exhausting and completely exhilarating being involved with this every year. And I love that I get to know the students so well through the experience and feel like I can help launch them into the world and wherever they're going next. And then to stay in touch with them as alumni and, and hear back from them and find out what they're doing and what aspects of the class and the experience they've been able to pull into their future lives. And it's just, it's very, it's, 
I love my job. So how has the design clinic evolved since 2003? All right, right. so it's been 14 years now with Design Clinic, and I would say the basic structure has remained pretty consistent the whole time. Um, the fact that students are working in teams on projects externally sponsored, that's been fairly consistent. I think what has changed primarily are a lot of the little nuances in implementing the course. Um, for me, realizing how much work the students were doing and how overwhelming it is to take on a project like this where they have no experience, to put in more support structures, more scaffolding, um, more additional uh, guidance in different components of the, of the process. So that's one piece. Um, I had a very formative sabbatical experience in 2013, 2014, and I spent the entire year, and I spent six months working uh, in industry as a research and development engineer which was a fabulous experience. And I particularly, I specifically picked the medical device industry or medical field because I wanted to be in a highly regulated industry. I thought it was really important to learn what it's like in the most regulated aspect of engineering design so that I could bring that back to the class. And so all of my students now go through a sort of an, an FDA uh, design control process, if you will, even though they're not all working on projects that are FDA compliant. You know, even the civil and environmental engineering projects are working through this FDA process because I think it's more important for them to learn a very formal process that then they can relax when they go into their careers rather than learn something in a more relaxed setting that then they suddenly have to confine and constrict uh, when they get out into industry into actual practice. So from my sabbatical experience, Sitting in the medical uh, device company, I learned some new information, new, new, new approaches and new processes to bring into the classroom. And then I visited about 25 companies around the country to see engineering companies of different disciplines, different, different types of projects, different sizes, um, from service companies to product development companies. Uh, which was, I, mean, I went from a civil engineering geotech firm one day to Microsoft the next day and saw really big differences in how the projects, how the, how the companies work, how they, how they get revenue, you know, how they interact together, and, and also a different sense of, of what the workplace environment was like. And so I'm able to pull a lot of those very current experiences in, in industry back into my class. And part of that then uh, inspired um, more of these formal design reviews which then led to students shadowing each other so they could serve as reviewers. I, I revised all of my assignment guidelines to be in terms of, of standard operating procedures or SOPs, which are just ubiquitous in industry. So now the students are learning how to read things in SOP format. Uh, they're giving more formal presentations than they would have, have changed up some of the documentation. Uh, and then just this year, I was realizing how valuable it is to have alums as liaisons but not all our projects are with companies that have alumni at them. And so I instituted for the first time this year an alum lifeline program where I've reached out to very recent alums um, who graduated within the past year or two and found one alum per project. And so now that alum serves as a lifeline for the current students in the project. So I'd say those sorts of nuances have changed over time, although the basic structure has really remained pretty consistent.